0: Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 531, Tuesdays. We've been doing this, talking professional wrestling, the general professional wrestling, usually WWE, but we can do a little bit of everything all across. Uh, Mike Sorg here in Mayhem Studios in Pittsburgh, PA, ready to uh, get rocking with this stuff tonight. First of all, joining us, one of our main co-hosts, uh, joining us from Poughkeepsie, New York, it is Mad Mike.
1: Hi, Sorg. Smackdown sure happened, didn't
0: it? <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, the slash the the initial Smackdown post show reaction, I guess, is how this show's going to go from now on, thanks to scheduling and such. Uh, but also with us from San Antonio, Texas. I think he's still there. Yeah, uh, soon to relocate. Well, I'm
2: cur- currently in Corpus Christi.
0: Texas. Where are you? Where in the? Where in where Texas? Where Who in Texas? You? Who are you? <laughs> What's with that hair? And you just, uh, yeah, you're a little darkened. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm looking at the wrong monitor. Uh, Eamon Payton, he's the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, out of Austin, Texas, actually. Uh, How you doing?
2: I'm doing great. SmackDown was great for what I've seen.
0: (laughs) It'll be (laughs) fantastic. I'm sure it'll be just fine. Everything's going to be just fine by SummerSlam. They only have the biggest title. Uh, But also, a special guest. I am... Really, I can't believe it's taken me this long to get this guy back on one of our shows. Uh, referee extraordinaire Jake Clemens. Uh, Clemens Jake on the Twitter uh, is joining us tonight. How you doing, man?
3: Doing well. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me back.
0: Awesome. And, and what did we say? You were on like in 2014 on the Indie Mayhem show. Is that right?
3: August 4th, 2014.
0: Oh, jeez. that's like an anniversary. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to be chatting up uh, all the wrestling news uh, this week. Uh, but, of course, you can check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Subscribe to this show and so much more on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Facebook, all kinds of places, video and audio formats. And you can also drop us a line at 412-206-WMS0 or that email address.
2: Good times. Good times. Good
0: times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Let's know your thoughts on the wrestling for the week or you can go over the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook group. A lot of great uh, conversations happening there or at Mayhem Show on the Twitters, uh, and also you can support the show as uh, as mentioned at the top uh, during the intro. There, uh, Patreon dot com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show, including our longtime Patreon supporters, uh, the Wrestling dot com, uh, Mr. Antonio Garza from over there, who's like on the beach or something, according to his Facebook page. He's living it up this summer, uh, but also our good friend Bo Diggity. Uh, the Jennifer and Matthew Carlin's Foundation for Podcast Betterment, Bobby F. J. Town, the new one on there, Ed Burke and Alex Cars all supporting the show, uh, putting their money where our uh, uh, microphones are uh, over at patreon.com wrestling slash wrestling mayhem show. Thank you so much for supporting the show. You guys can too. A little as a penny. Every little bit helps or just tell friends about it and help spread the word of mayhem and help the nation grow. All right, so I mean, the the biggest story is still kind of um, the 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 how is the post draft era, and uh, I think we have a lot of reactions from that. We talked a lot about it on Raw Wrap Up last night. Smackdown tonight was, I am sure Mike will say Smackdown. Um, so so I I think looking at this thing, it, 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 is it pretty much solidarity that Raw is kind of winning out on this?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I um uh, It's just, I, I think I mentioned this before on the show. It just feels weird. Like, I feel like they just designed this whole thing very weird. Like, if you're looking at the two people that are, like, the authority figures of each show, I feel like this should be switched. hmm Like, SmackDown's not bad, but SmackDown feels like the – stephanie mcmahon runs show and raw feels more like the shane mcmahon runs show but it's the opposite like Mm -hmm.
1: i don't i don't get it like either that or stephanie should have to like butt heads with daniel bryan as opposed to generally agreeing with mick foley
2: yeah and it's like steph's like i agree we're gonna do all this stuff and it's all the stuff the crowd wants and Mm -hmm. it's like okay like and then shane's like bring me back rhino and these guys, And it's like okay. Um, it just is weird. Like I'm not saying SmackDown's bad, but it just feels like the it feels like the product we've kind of been getting the past couple of years, as opposed to Raw, which is trying to be more modern and different. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and and Jake, uh, we were talking before the show. You, you said you know, as I think we've kind of you know made kind of the same line. Things seemed wonky straight from the draft. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, you got the feeling that things seemed kind of wonky like from the offset with the draft a few weeks ago.
3: Yeah, um, draft. Uh, but I, that's really the only WWE I've watched in the past probably two years. <laughs> um, it's nothing against our product. I would love to obviously work for WWE someday or Impact Wrestling, but... Um, I actually liked the draft. It was interesting. They threw things out there that um, were unexpected. I didn't expect Mojo Raleigh. I didn't expect um, Braun Strowman to go to Raw. Some uh, little things like that. But um, overall, I thought it was good for the product and kind of uh, switching things up, you know?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, certainly. Uh Mike, you had kind of an interesting question about kind of how to how how to uh, uh, sw- uh switch things up since you know we're kind of seeing how things are going and how things feel. Uh you want you want to tell us about that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean I, because it feels like Raw has been able to say, "Hey, we got the women's champion. We have the tag team champions. We're going to have a cruiserweight division." And SmackDown
0: says, "We have a post show." <laughs>
1: So I, I'm smack. because
0: it... They, they actually call it a talking smack.
1: They actually call it talking smack and ju- like, I ha- I have it on on the network on, on silent. Um it's literally just talking.
2: Well like, I mean that's it, what those questions are
1: usually. I I know, but like you can do some like SmackDown here's my problem. Smackdown doesn't feel fresh mm-hmm. at all it doesn't even feel like you're looking at the same house with a new coat of paint. Like it just looks like it's the same old blue brand. Like I probably could have told you most of what would happen on SmackDown without ever watching it tonight. And I just feel like if we could all make one trade from raw to SmackDown that would help both brands. I'm just curious what you guys think you would do for that.
2: Hmm. I have half of that mind. I'm thinking... When I would think of somebody who would go from SmackDown to Raw, I'm thinking of someone like Baron
0: Corbin. Are we, trying to, wait, are we trying to help the he brand? Is, are we trying to help the brand, or are we trying to help the wrestler? Yes.
2: Both. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think both, because you need... I think Baron Corbin has proven in NXT that he can be a good antagonist. Uh, and I think on SmackDown, he's just kind of blends in a bit too much with some of the other people. When you have him on, on some ways like Raw, where you have a lot of the younger talents, and especially like, if they're going to start doing the Cruiserweight division, you can really still continue that great story like he was doing in NXT, which is, I hate everyone that's coming from the independents, and I'm going to destroy them all. Like I thought that was something really cool that he was doing, and I think on Raw he would stand out more and would be able to execute on more of a level, and you would have a, a good antagonist. Uh,
1: in that in that realm, so to
0: speak. It would be great though if we did get Baron Corbin just yell at AJ Styles, go back to Ring of Honor. <laughs> you know, go track.
1: back, go back to the Impact Zone.
0: Go back to the Impact <laughs> Zone. <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: uh, but the other side, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. Yeah, like me personally, because I've been thinking about this. I would send Randy Orton to Raw and bring Cesaro to SmackDown.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, either Cesaro
1: or Kevin Owens.
2: Now, I would now, say
0: Cesaro would be my other half.
2: Then,
0: yeah, that's what I would. Do. So, so, so you know Mike, you you have a little more to that. You're talking with us on the hangout here as as we were watching SmackDown. You're kind of more on the side. You you hate that that we're doing the oh they're on different brands and running in security thing with Brock and and Randy Orton.
1: Yeah, because the whole idea of this draft was to have the brands be separate and distinct and we're already running an inner brand angle. Mm-hmm. Like well, those brands I, should not cross until Survivor Series. I, I agree. I, I think Brock and Randy have
2: a, has a slight exception. Um, my big issue like to that realm is like looking at some of the house show lineups that are coming up and they're all multi-branded. And I'm like, they kind of defeat like, I don't know. It just kind of defeats the purpose for me because the whole concept was these guys on these separate brands are never going to get to see each other again.
0: Mm. They're going to
2: be in their own little worlds, and technically, they're
0: not. Like you kind of feel like you kind of feel like I've even heard that. Like
2: I've even heard like that. Like uh, like after Raw, dark matches have like
0: Cena and AJ in them. Well, yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. Why are you driving
2: them out to Raw? No, No, no,
0: no, no. Wait, 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 wait. We're okay. We're two weeks into this. The draft happened, and literally nobody really knows what show they're going to be on, like you know we talked about the reactions from the nXt people that didn't even know they were going to be called up right <laughs> and 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 I know here in Pittsburgh we got cena and, and bray and 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 you know uh, you know a bunch of people uh, Dean you know, that weren't even on raw, but they were advertised for the show these are the the general lineups and yeah, they can change, but they were generally. Have been advertised for months. They're going to stick with that,
1: right? But sort card subject to change. It says card it subject to change. But you don't want to single. piss off
0: everybody that bought a ticket for the next month while we we resort things into into these um these these new things. Um, sword, so, if, you're buy, if
1: you're buying a ticket for Raw for the dark match, you don't know why you're buying a ticket for Raw. But, but I mean, also,
0: not, but no, 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 like no, no, no. Like no, no, no. Literally, board. literally, but somebody. There, no, no, no! There are people that did buy tickets because John Cena was on the thing, because because Dean yeah. Ambrose was on the thing.
2: I, I mean, I understand that. They're too, your general I also fans. just do I also just don't understand why we're doing dark matches these past couple weeks on Raw when,
1: like, you have really stellar main events.
0: Uh, there's a whole. Like, other you don't need on that. to send the
1: fans home happy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You already did it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I, i've been I've been to raws where they've advertised dark matches, and those dark matches just haven't happened mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. but I think like, I
1: mean that's a thing you know you come out beforehand say, "Hey, John Cena's is not going to be here if you want your refund, go get your refund i
0: and, and also I'm sorry a product you, he's, uh, not on, he's not on he's uh, on uh, beyond that the logistics remember everybody travels themselves as far as these go, and travel plans have been like like laid out for these people and the legs of tours that they do and everything for weeks. That's also a little harder. Uh, maybe it's one thing to say, yeah, John going to get on whatever private plane and do whatever, but for the an R-Truth and whoever, you know, they've booked that out, you know, The logistical nightmare that that probably is, you know, having done a little bit of travel for business this year, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I have like, like that is gaining respect for what these hit guys have to do on a weekly basis. Um, Okay, I can understand. I mean, I I mean, there's just, there's just, this is a bigger, Mike, this is a bigger logistical thing than just the booking doesn't make sense.
1: But WWE is the one that's setting the schedule. Right. If they know that they're putting John Cena on SmackDown, Maybe don't. Maybe tell him not to travel to where Raw's going.
0: I don't know if they do. <laughs> I honestly don't. No, know I mean, no.
1: But maybe think out the draft well in advance. It's not like this was sprung on anyone. Well, if, if,
2: if, if, I agree, but also I don't know if they completely think out the draft. Yeah, There's and anything. and again, there I, was I rumors. Can't... There was rumors that they didn't know who the NXT called for going yeah, to. Yeah, I know,
1: but after. but that's the problem. That is the actual physical problem with this. They should have thought this out. They should have made it so these guys aren't surprised by having to adjust travel plans. Like, you don't have to have a surprise. These people are actors. They can act surprised. They can act upset that they aren't drafted high. Like... The NXT call ups, I get. That's different. That's a completely different thing. That's a surprising thing for the NXT people. But the people on the main roster should have known exactly what show they're going to be on weeks before the draft.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess it, I, I, I agree. I think maybe the mentality—either it's that they don't know before, they don't plan enough ahead, or that they don't want stuff to leak. I don't know. But yeah. I, 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 and think I think
0: it's a little bit of all that, to be quite honest.
2: Yeah, but going back to like the whole like building your own separate brands and stuff like that, I do feel like you know Raw has done a decent job of making of like I said, at least feeling like a different show. I mean, the set's not completely different; they just added a like bar in the middle of it. But like <laughs> other than that, like they've really it really feels like a new show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like we've started something different. Obviously, you got existing characters and stuff like that, but they're like, okay, we're gonna do something new. We gotta you know.
1: Do something different. And um, as silly as it sounds, they move the announcers. They move the announcers. Like, that's a small change, but it makes Raw feel different. It makes like they're actually trying mm-hmm. something different. You can shoot SmackDown differently. You can put the hard camera on the ramp, like they did for the old ECW show, and you get to see the announcers the whole time. Like, right. it's a small change, mm-hmm. but it makes it look different than what you've been watching every tuesday slash thursday slash friday for the past 15 years
2: and i also feel like it's very weird that like smackdown smackdown should almost be more in like a position to succeed with the fact that they have one less hour than raw like obviously they got more picks in the draft but even then like raw is going to have to stretch until they get more of the cruiserweight talents obviously but they're going to still have to kind of stretch
0: a little bit when and, it comes to – and, you- and yet, I as we talked about last night, I feel like Raw feels like the tighter show. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's weird. It's weird because like – Well, some- that's because every match on Raw has had – say it with me now – purpose. Except mm-hmm. for that Sammy Rollins match, which had no storyline basis behind it. Every other match on Raw had a
0: story behind it.
2: I would even argue. I would even argue they did a bit with the Seth and Sammy one, where Seth was like, "I'm going to beat up your old buddy in NXT." fan.
0: Yeah, I think there was a plenty that happened there. Um, hey, yeah. Jake, I want to break Jake in on this a little bit. Um, um, uh, what do you think, Jake? You know, you would like to see like really make a difference for some of these shows that really kind of step step apart.
3: Uh, to set from Raw. Set Raw and SmackDown apart.
0: Yeah, or it'd make any of them feel like even newer.
3: Uh, you could shoot it differently. You know, like um, I think that was said. Um, I don't know about shooting from the 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 ramp. I think that would maybe be a little issue. Uh, like for the refs, they would have to learn from their perspective. They would have to learn a new way how to work around the cameras to work that hard cam. They would have to essentially work the ramp, which would your, I mean, the way they normally do it, they only have, you only work two sides of the crowd because the cameras shooting and you work. You obviously don't turn your back to the hard cam. So you've got the one side with the ramp, um, mm-hmm. which has minimal people on it. You've got the, 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 hard cam shot, which has got a lot of people and you've got the other, the, side with the commentators just got a lot so if you put it on the ramp then you're all around and all around the fans um i think they they could do little things to shoot it different but it's so hard to say like from production standpoints and wrestling standpoints what to do honestly it's a, it's it's difficult for sure
0: mhm mm-hmm. And I, could, I, I could also or go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and I, I think we also need to take into account that we already have like two other growing products for quote mm-hmm. different wrestling happening on the network in NXT and now the Cruiserweight Classic. Like even Cruiserweight Classic, I, I feel, uh, uh, and, and I haven't caught up with you guys on 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 the CWC uh, uh, midweek war. Uh, mm-hmm. What your discussion has been there, um, but. Uh, other than Eamon, I'm glad that you found friends to talk about British wrestling with lately. Yes, uh, <laughs> over there. But um, but but you know, there are different things that are different brands, and now we have Raw and SmackDown splitting on top of that. You know, think when we did this, uh, what 12 years ago or however when however long ago it was, we didn't also have these other things going on in the WWE landscape, right? It was oh, we're going to have two separate things, and it, it, it was more to it. Now it's like oh, so now I have four things to follow in WWE now, right? Uh, You know, and... Yeah, I I feel like SmackDown is... SmackDown feels like where NXT was when it started, when I am still trying to figure out what it was, right? SmackDown still feels taped. Yeah, a little bit. It still
1: feels taped. Like, I know it's live. I know they're doing it right now. It still feels taped because... Every single thing has been predictable.
0: On so then, no, wait, but, no, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to stop you right now because you know what? Does not predictable. Both women's Daniel, matches.
1: Daniel Bryan calling Apollo Cruz. Apollo oh, there's Creed. that
0: too. Both women's matches not happening. Um, that's, that's not.
1: Oh uh, yeah. That's not. I mean. Okay, the Eve Marie one, I'll grant you that wasn't predictable. Mm-hmm. Natty's been attacking everyone from behind.
0: That's true too. That's true too. But I, I, is,
1: again, you don't do that gag twice on the same it, show. It
0: feels like they're trying different things. Everybody's trying different things. Rod Rod did all this stuff to make the feel different. Like walking into Raw in Pittsburgh last week, I was like, Oh, this is this is different. Okay. You know, into into the music and seeing the gnarly crane cam that comes from the ceiling now. Uh that 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 Matt Carlin's and I were both like, ooh, I want one of those for IWC um, in my personal projects. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, could you imagine we had a crane cam from the ceiling, like in the studio? It would just be me uh, surrounded by computers, but still, it would be, it'd be the Wait, sweetest. Wait, are you sure we don't? It would be the sweetest um, podcast shot ever. But, so um, <laughs> we
1: can call that the Ultimate X Owl Cam.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Sponsored <laughs> by Slice on Broadway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but, but not but and I feel like Smackdown is making efforts to feel different and we're doing this crazy backstage set that is awkward and doesn't doesn't work. Uh we're doing this stuff. We're we're bringing these girls in and trying to do this. And and again it, maybe some selections there. I feel like after tonight I feel like even uh, we've been saying this about Dana Brooke, but I feel like Carmella needs, needs to bake a little bit more in NXT, you know, after mm-hmm. after what I've seen tonight.
2: I don't know? Well, I don't well obviously she I don't think she needs to bake more. I mean I think at this point it's gonna be like a simplest kind of thing.
0: I'm so I by the way, played. I'm so glad that you've adopted my terminology for it needs more NXT time. Yeah. It needs
2: a little more time in the oven. But no, um
0: <laughs> the NXT uh, The NXT easy bake oven.
2: Yes. And that's not a slight on the
0: women's division.
2: And, and maybe it's just from a fact that they don't have a women's title right now. It's rumored. Well, it's not rumored. Daniel Bryan was on a radio show and said that they're, having, they're going to bring in a women's title. But, mm-hmm. um, like, it just felt like, oh, everyone's kind of disjointed and doing their own thing. It's like I felt the first SmackDown week, where it's like, oh, here's all the women we have. They're going to come out and say a line, and then the next one's going to come out. And I'm like, okay. Uh, as opposed to Raw, where they're building this really great feud between Sasha and Charlotte. They're building up Nia Jax, like they and and they have like they don't have the I would say SmackDown has technically the, the women's roster, but like Raw is doing a better job with them. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, can we talk about that um that 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 set that they're doing with Renee Young,
0: <laughs> the, um, the the oddly right. cavernous uh, desk in the back. Yeah, get it's Renee a
1: Young interviewed Dean Ambrose right on on the thing. Okay, right. Why is it that every single relationship on Total Divas is referenced, but Renee and Dean still have to pretend they're not dating?
0: Yeah, why? Why is that? Because she's an That's interviewer. That's really really weird. Is it because because she's an interviewer? Maybe. So what? Uh, no, I think they that only, no, no, no. I think I think that's context. To an Uso, for Christ's sake, I
1: think that's absolutely context. I no, I think it's weird. It's super duper weird. I think it would be nice for them to mention it. They like, it's, sorry, they've been unswerved together for Christ's sake. Okay, like uh, it's it seems. Like I feel like they would have a better segment if Renee could show, oh, I don't know, concern that Bray Wyatt is after her, is after his title. Maybe Dolph Ziggler's getting really intense. I feel like that would be a better segment. Maybe it's from a case of like either
2: they behind the scenes or Renee herself doesn't want to be like a storyline plot point. Maybe like she doesn't, she wants to be just the announcer. You know what I mean or the 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 people that want her to be just the announcer and don't want her to be involved in like storylines or whatever I think it would be nice, but you know maybe that's what i that's what I
1: think it seems like'cause but then don't, my, then don't put her on the same show as her boyfriend man well up, up until now up until now
0: weird. up until now that was every show yeah, so no. i yeah, I don't think that's something I don't think that is a factor for them making these decisions but all right. Um, well, from there, uh, uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Indie Wrestling If you're very confused by what's happening on the on wrestling, main wrestling, uh, check out uh, some of the up and comers, or so, where some of these guys were beforehand. Hey, Rhino just popped up, and oh wait, hey, look, at the, look at that poster I just put up there. There's Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. Um, uh, Jake, did you ref that match? I can't remember. I know you were probably on that show last year on Cage Fury, right?
3: Yeah, I was on Cage Fury two thousand fifteen. Uh I didn't ref Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. Uh I think Bobby Potter was the ref for
0: that. hmm So uh, it's uh it's a good time there. Good some great stuff. We just posted last week the IWC wipeout show, including um um geez, uh sexy talented dudes in as lifeguards it was it was insane uh i recommend checking it out a lot of people are picking that up actually um almost as many people that were picking up uh, uh super indie in the first week which is incredible uh since super indie was was a highly highly rated show i know pw insider had nothing but um um uh, great things to say about it in their in their review uh so uh check it out and of course just posted today rwa's re- resurrection Um, A great show with uh, friends of the show like J-Rock, the Patriots, super hentai, Marshall Gambino uh, making debuts debuts on that show, Bobby Shields. I haven't seen Bobby Shields in a while. Holy crap is he jacked now. Uh, And he's been – I know if you follow his Instagram, you've probably been seeing his bodybuilding stuff going on. Uh, But uh, it was good to see those guys and a great, great crew down there. And we have some fun over the RWA um, Facebook page. We actually did 360 video of the ring entrances. So if you want to get, hey WWE, you're not the only ones that can do this. Okay, it's not the Undertaker, but still, you know, it's still pretty fun. Um, you can see me hiding in the bathroom while I'm trying to take the video because it's 360 degrees. You can see wheels setting up and uh, dealing dealing with sound while uh, everybody's coming out. Uh, it's a lot of fun over at the Renegade Wrestling Alliance uh, Facebook page, and also actually posted on on the uh, uh, listing for RWA's Resurrection. 2016 check it out sign up for the newsletter get news about uh the latest releases sales and this the wrestling mayhem show and everything we're doing around here at wrestlingmayhemshow.com and around the indies which has as um matt carlin says the best um thumbnail image ever for his around the indies column so there you go check it out IndieWrestling.us. um so from there, let's 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 move on a bit, and 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 I don't know how much there is to say about this, but I don't think we've talked a whole lot about Brock Lesnar, uh, um, post UFC and everything going on there. Of course, I know Mike, you've talked a little bit about um, how you don't like how there's this split going on, and I agree, it's a little odd, and 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 I and I, I still think there's just some things that they um, kind of set into motion before they decided what they wanted to do with the draft. Um, and again, we have talked before. There's so many moving parts. And so many people involved versus, versus you know, whenever they did the draft the, f- the first time as far as people involved and, and plans. And we didn't have three hours of Raw, you know, et cetera, I think. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, what do we feel? First of all, Randy Orton, do we feel like he was kind of the uh, right opponent at this time? Or is he kind of like the last opponent for Brock Lesnar at this rate?
1: Randy Orton's the never, never the right opponent, sort of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't mind it. Like I, I, can understand the perspective of it. I mean, two guys that came in around the same time, were, were considered to be top level stars. You know, you know. I, it's a match never done before. Sure, I can understand it. Um, there's probably a bunch of other people who would like to see Brock face. Well, actually, you know what? No, actually, I'm gonna rescind that. This is the perfect opponent for Brock Lesnar, because Brock Lesnar against any other guy, as much as we want it really badly. Is not going to come off the way we want it to come off.
0: What what do you mean by that?
2: I think we saw that with Ambrose and Mania. Um I would love Brock Kevin Owens, but we know how that's gonna come off.
1: I don't necessarily think that's true. I think it is. I think Brock either maybe
2: it's ego, maybe it's you know, the way he's built up, maybe it's like, oh, he's too big of a star whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I can't see him really being on that level of somebody, you, you know, or letting somebody get to his level in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Because we saw it with Dean at Mania. Um, it, if, just the way the match was structured, like it wasn't done in a way to make Dean look good at all. I would say even the matches he's had with Seth Rollins, like like he's had like that quick thing with him at Mania, and then that the the triple threat at Royal Rumble that was really good. But look at the singles match he had with Rollins, like it, he dominated him completely, right? And it was. Well, as I, much think, as I think, I think that's because
1: th- I think that's because Seth and Dean are smaller guys. I think if you put Brock in against like a physical specimen, like maybe a Cesaro. Mm-hmm. I think that's a different match. And I think that's a match a lot of people want to see. And it oh, actually really? it actually takes the name of Brock Lesnar and elevates who he's wrestling. Randy no, Orton does not need that rub. Randy Orton has already wrestled Brock Lesnar back in like 2004.
0: It, it feels like it's more than just. Then, but then, for, I agree, but
2: I think that, you know, other than Dean and Seth, who are the other guys that Brock's wrestled? Taker, Cena, C- Triple H, right. you know, guys like that. That's who they're going to position him against. Hey, they, hey
1: they Kofi mind. Kingston.
2: <laughs> we all saw how that went. Kofi, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry,
0: Big Show. Big Show, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Big Show. Of course, Big Show.
2: Uh, but that, that's my point. Like, they're going to position him against those guys. Like, if they position him against anyone lower card, the result's going to be the same. I'm sorry. It's I, I, I w- am hopeful that if they were to one day be like, We're going to do Brock's RO, Like, if they actually do, and you're right, that's a match people will want to see. A hundred percent. I want to see that match so badly, but in the right world.
0: Brock is not in, uh, Brock is not in, Brock is the, is the, uh, showcase. You know what I mean? I mean, and aside from something like, like, Completely one-sided, like a Kofi. Like we're going to put him in Madison Square Garden. We're going to put him in uh, the Tokyo show. As like Brock was here, and that's all we really need him to be. I, you know, I, I don't. I think if he's he's taking on anybody that doesn't have multiple championship wins and doesn't have a giant, uh, uh you know, rocket. Yeah, a, a giant. Yeah, a giant. Yeah, has been made basically. Um, I, I don't. Think it's worth putting Brock against in their eyes and the money they're probably spending on him. To be honest, um, he's he's but there. they're
1: looking at it all wrong.
0: But, no, I agree. I don't know. They're the ones making money, but other than that, you know, I I, just I agree. Don't, I'm
2: just saying. I'm just saying that's how they're looking at it. Yeah, I think and they're I don't looking. Think they're gonna change. I think
0: they're looking at landscaper and they're like, well, who's the next guy that that. You know, is on one of those on top guys for many years that he's really never touched, and really like apparently he's never really touched Randy Orton even back when they were both coming up or anything like that. I think they just missed each other now. I think about it, Um, and I can't remember if they were on separate brands or what the case was. They were they were on separate brands. So 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 you have something there, and uh, on top of that, Randy Orton being fresh off of nine months off. I mean um RK, rko chance both nights here i mean we, we were raw and t- you know raw is still ending with rko chance okay cool you know he's got some stock there people do like randy orton whether you do or not um people but, like uh, the rko yeah yeah i mean it, it's something exciting and comes out of nowhere um jake what do you think about the the brock lesnar uh stuff going into SummerSlam? is 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 is, is randy orton a matchup you like to see
3: yeah definitely um from recent memory, I don't remember them ever uh, wrestling each other. They may have earlier in their careers, but I think as Orton was on the rise in 2004, I believe, uh, Brock was – I know he was around, but I think Orton was on always on Raw, and uh, Brock was always on SmackDown. And I don't, like I said, I don't remember if they've wrestled, but they may have um, – but it's definitely going to be interesting for sure. Um, I thought it was, I I do, um, I do listen to like uh, reviews of raw and SmackDown the next day um, through the Taz show actually. Uh, And you see, you mentioned PW Insider, which I want to give a shout out to Mike Johnson because I really like Mike Johnson and he needs to, come to a show in Pittsburgh or Cleveland as soon as possible. So, um, but they did say something about Orton showed up on raw last night, but he's a SmackDown guy and said it might be a little too early to, for the, uh, cross brand for the smack, for the raw guys trouble and SmackDown, SmackDown guys show up on raw, but I guess this match was booked before the draft. So it, Kind of makes sense, I guess.
2: That's true, but yeah, I will say the one person, Brock, Brock, and Randy are the only person to appear on different shows. Because I will give credit to one of the best things coming from the
3: draft, and that's Heat Slater. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That's that. That was. It's hilarious, and then Jinder Mahal showing up was very <laughs> surprising.
2: I would've I would have given every like I would have given WWE every dollar imaginable if they just happened to get Drew Galloway to
1: like jump from T N A to WWE
2: just in one segment with the yeah.
1: three Okay, <laughs> so I, I looked it up. Apparently Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar the last time they wrestled was right after Brock's debut in wow. September of two thousand two. <laughs> okay. I think there was like a
2: I think because there was there was a brief time when Randy was on the SmackDown brand, like back when right. he was a yeah, young up and comer. Like,
0: yeah, he he started like around that John Cena debut, right? Like, like they they were the new yeah. ruthless aggression guys that were there that they were bringing in from OVW at the time. Yeah, um, but still, like that's. That's Randy Orton
2: before he even closely developed. Into that's not
0: now. RKO. That's not Viper. And Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Lesser that's when even... he was
1: still using the Overdrive. <laughs> oh, <shit>.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I mean, it's pre-legacy. You know, that's like that's like that's like like, like, like pupil stage. It's pre-evolution. Randy Orton. It's pre-evolution. literally the pre-evolution of Randy Orton. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. As he evolves into the, as he evolves into the viper. He got enough Randy Orton candies and he evolved into a viper. <laughs> SmackDown,
1: go! I was
2: going to say this is before Randy News Network. Remember that, Randy? Uh, what?
0: What was Randy, Randy News Network? News. Remember when Randy
2: like injured his shoulder or something like that, and he would cut in but in the middle of matches to give like CNN style updates about how he was recovering. <laughs>
0: I'm looking this up on YouTube. I don't know. That was
2: possibly
1: those. the best Randy Orton. I remember what, it was a match uh, Shawn Michaels had, and he was like, Randy was talking about this stewardess that treated <laughs> him really well on the air,
0: on flight. Oh, I just <laughs> found it. It's in to the see. middle of
2: some important like, segment.
0: I, I, I'm it was, I
1: might have even been like in the middle of a gold rush tournament.
0: Oh, we're completely getting <laughs> pulled down from WWE when I put this on YouTube. But it, that holy crap, look at that hair for you guys on video. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Our co-host can't see Oh yeah, yeah see he had this. the
1: Justin Timberlake in 1999 Jeez, haircut, but man, you the
0: just mix. wanted to punch him in the face for being. Um, but but uh, yeah, it
1: would be like
2: two guys about to rip their throats out, like some big feud, and Randy would just cut in with the announcement, being like, "This is what I ate for breakfast this morning. I'll
0: be back soon." <laughs> <laughs> and that was like that was basically the heel turn, right? Like like he got hurt, yeah, know, yeah. he yeah, got basically. hurt, and then he just turned into a big dick, right? And hasn't really changed much since. No, 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 no. Just kind of a stone cold <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: He seemed like he was happy to be there
0: at that
2: time. Don't give him
0: that. <laughs> the time when he was happy. Exactly. All right, guys. Uh, it's been a fun discussion. Uh, we're going to go to the break here. We'll be uh, back with the big question. Uh, but first, uh, I want to give shout out to our friend Slice on Broadway. The supporting the uh, Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza up here in Beachview. Uh, I know a lot of you guys uh, have been, uh, some people, actually some people from out of town checking it out, uh, heading into their uh, location at PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, give them a shout, SliceOnBroadway.com, PTH underscore Slice on the Twitter, and uh, let them know you heard about on the Mayhem Show. We'll be back with a big question after this.
1: This is the Aaron Sheik. You listen to the Mayhem Show. Iran, number one. Russia, number one.
0: "Ah, Hey guys, it is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. It's the big question time. We got the crew here. Jake Clemens, pro wrestling referee extraordinaire. He's sharing with us his, uh, his absolution experiences with AIW. We talked with John Thorne of AIW on the Indie Mayhem Show recently. Go check that out. And also, the card is going to change. I actually remember what the name of that podcast is now that I listen to all the time. Also, Mad Mike up in Poughkeepsie, New York. The only one on the show uh, currently that is a former employee of WWE. And, of course, the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton, down there in Corpus Christi, where if there's a show, somebody's going in the river. I'm sorry, the Gulf of Mexico. I you, That's a Gulf. No, not a it's river. pretty
2: much. It's like a, well, no, it's like a bay. It's, it's like a bay? It's really of a Gulf of Mexico. What
0: a, uh, you know. Uh, Eamon, have you gone swimming in that bay? I have I've not. I don't think I'm allowed to. Oh, okay. <laughs> you would not share the water I, with the Money in the, the Bank briefcase. It's, <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> then nobody told Damian Sandel apparently. Or Chavo Guerrero. Or Chavo Guerrero.
1: Or Kane that one time.
0: Or Kane that
1: one time. <laughs> or Bob Holly. <laughs> No, there, there have been a lot of people in that bay as well. That's a different,
2: that's a different bay.
0: But yeah. no, Eamon. Um, But anyways, uh, <laughs> so we got a big question as we usually do uh, at this time of this show, and we actually have one that Matt Carlin's uh, submitted to us via our our own Slack for Wrestling Mayhem show, uh, and it involves the New Day. Uh, so his big question: If you had to reconfigure the New Day. Who would you split off, and who would you replace that person with? So something happened. Ooh. So let's say let's say there needs to be a Braun Strowman that has to join the New Day because somebody got hurt and and didn't get drafted. It would be Braun Strowman <laughs> because somebody got Luke Harper apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that your answer, Eamon? We're just going to no, throw Braun not, Strowman it's in it's the New Day. <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, generation X changed. Uh, uh, some of these other teams have changed. Even the Freebirds had a replacement at some point, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so who would you? Uh, who would be the? Well, who was a replacement for for Freebirds?
1: Oh, All right. I
0: think that was uh, Is it Terry it was Gordy? Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam. So who's the Jimmy Jam? I think Jam? Jimmy Jam was the replacement. Who's your Jimmy Jam of the new day? Is the other way we can <laughs> and
1: and
2: you and you know, Mongo was in the Four
0: Horsemen one time, uh, and so was Sid, and so was the other
1: guy. We're not allowed to mention Lex Luthor. You know. So, so it's all Lex, Lex Luthor. You're oh, exactly okay. right so that's the one i was talking about i wasn't Lex- talking
0: about paul roma Lex Luger? Lex Luger, it wasn't i just watched <laughs> the last yeah, paul roma oh no
1: no amen amen had it right it was paul roma paul roma, it was paul yeah, roma. yeah those are dark times You know um, what?
0: Every, 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 every great faction makes some missteps right uh, here's a here's a dumb question. was in dx you guys <laughs> yeah oh god um, here's a dumb question and
2: i mean this in i mean this in the most sensitive way possible when i say this does the replacement have to be black? Uh, no, oh. no, no, no,
1: no, no. I'm saying
2: that from an honest perspective.
1: And, and, and gimmick, you saying that, you saying that the person I have in my head is black. <laughs> well, yeah. me too, actually. But
2: <laughs> cause the original
1: gimmick was almost like, kind of
2: like spiritual preacher gimmick. Like, yeah. so it's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, mine would be, um, Big e, because I think he can do good solo. I think he's so charismatic to where he could be solo and, and great in the ring. Um, I would replace him with Apollo Cruz, because I think oh. the one thing that we don't like Mike said it many times about Apollo Cruz is that he hasn't gotten to show his personality yet. And if you follow like his stuff in Dragon Gate and all that stuff, he has a personality. He just okay. has kind of been like smiley,
0: I'm a babyface guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel
2: like him in that environment, he could do some good
0: stuff. I, I'm glad you're telling me that because, again, I haven't seen much of him from the indies. I've only heard the name uh, Uha Nation, right, is his yes. indie name? Um, and, yeah, I'm like, well, he's smiling a lot, so I guess that kind of fits in and it will bring out some personality. I, th- I thought he was personality deficient. I'm like, oh, he's the guy that's going to be smiling, he can do some great moves, and that's it. Right. Yeah. Watch um,
2: him uh, and shake shaking up on Vine. So that's
0: ooh, all I'm saying. <laughs> can you send me, yeah, Somebody send me that. Somebody send me that. I want to check that out.
1: Do it for the Vine.
0: You do it for the Vine. Yes. Um. But so so Apollo Cruz would be replacement, and Biggie would do the solo thing. You're thinking? Yeah. So that makes all sense. Right.
1: That makes sense. Um. All right. I I also would take Biggie out, because I I feel like Biggie could do some really great things, mm-hmm. but I'm going a little different than Eamon. That is who I'm replacing Biggie with. I can't see who that is. The boss, Sasha Banks. Oh, okay. 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 The boss Sasha Banks. I get that. I get that. We have not had a faction that had men and women in it for a very long time. Remember when we had overdue.
2: Remember when we had the new bad day for like thirty minutes?
1: Yep, and it was brilliant. And we're like, this is amazing. And they're like, oh, it was just a one time thing. Like, what are you doing? Like, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect because Sasha fits in with Xavier and Kofi so well. Certainly. So, so, I mean, and even Biggie, the last time he was in a faction before the New Day, it was Team Rocket. It was Biggie, Dolph, and AJ. And that was awesome, too.
0: Okay. Okay. Side yeah. note. Side note to that, uh, because I actually forgot about the, the, the that 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 relation that um connection. But um, Mark Henry was part of the New Day for like ten minutes too at one point. Yeah. Which was also for
1: literally ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For literally ten minutes on SmackDown, I believe, and uh, and I really kind of enjoyed that ten minutes. <laughs> so so side. We note, all side did. Note. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake. Who would you, who, who's going solo and who's going to be the Jimmy Jam?
3: Um, I would actually put Xavier Woods solo.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I would just like to see where that would go. And his replacement wouldn't be one person. It would be a tag team reuniting the primetime players, crossing with Kofi Kingston and Biggie as actually, the new... Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. Okay. So so you're you're thinking like a new Horseman. New Day Horseman.
3: Yeah, I think it would be interesting. The promos would be fun. I mean, Xavier Woods is hilarious. Kofi Kingston's hilarious. Biggie's hilarious. But I really really liked the primetime players when they were a tag team. Um I liked when Titus would come out and he would blow the whistle and throw flags at people.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now <laughs> I have a I have a question. And this is this may be the most important question I've ever asked anyone in my life. Does Bob Backlund come with that package? Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm all in. I'm all in. Signed, sealed, delivered. Bob Backlund in
0: the New Day. This has become so. This is like a New Age DX. It would
3: it would be like a New Age DX mixed with a New Age uh, the uh, audience.
1: Or, uh, yeah,
0: uh,
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: the nation of positivity.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it because I was imagining like Bob Backlund in the Rick Rude role a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah,
1: yes, yes. Bob Backlund is exactly Rick Rude. He will show up on on Raw and SmackDown on the same night.
0: And if they went heel, China could be Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You, yeah. You did. Okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's she's angling for it. Um, so how about you, sword? I would. I was. I'm on the Xavier thing as well. I think he has a lot of personality and potential there that we've barely seen. I feel. Um, and I would replace him with. Oh, I just had it. <laughs> um. Bob Backlund. Bob. <laughs> Bob. Backlund.
1: Bobby Rude.
0: Bobby. Wow, actually. Um, oh no no, no 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 no. Okay, I remember now. I remember. I know why I forgot because it was so off the wall. Um, Nakamura. Oh,
1: I like that. Uh,
0: I like yeah. that. Yeah. It be it would be oh, the, yeah. the, the 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 I don't know Pan Pacific connection or something of the New Day. You know, Pan-Pacific. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it would
1: be, it'd be New Day Japan.
0: New Day Japan, oh. you know. <laughs>
2: He's the Masahiro
0: of, of the NFL. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You know. Um, no, I think it'd be fun because I mean, how how you know, uh, uh, I feel Nakamura crosses the 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 language barrier and uh, and just throwing him in there, just I I think that'd be a good one. So let's uh, let's let's know what you think. Who would and you? Nakamura's replace? dance
1: when they say WWE Tag Team Champions would be. The literal best.
0: (laughs) The literal
1: best thing
0: ever. And and possibly outlawed on the USA Network. Um, So from that. Of course. Uh, uh so we were having actually we we fell into a discussion on uh Wrestling Mayhem Show Gold, which is a special extra you can either see it when you join us here live at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com or uh, uh check out our Patreon patreon.com/wrestlingmayhemshow. Uh anybody that contributes to that actually gets to see this um and gets emailed to you. But uh while Jake was uh walking off his 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 magic eggs in Pokemon Go, uh yeah. <laughs> which was a thing that happened. Uh, we actually went into a conversation about kind of expectations in wrestling. And this is something I don't know if I talked about it here on the show, but I know I've been, I've been talking with, with several of you guys about um, kind of a, uh, you know, setting expectations in wrestling and why some people seem to never be happy with wrestling. Right. Um, you know, uh, and and I, I I like to have a discussion about it. I, I think Amen Amen. I think you started with a thread of this, and I'm, I don't know at what point of the conversation we want to pick up where we left off here.
2: Well, well, I was bringing up the fact that uh, uh, Kurt Engel had come up in the conversation and, and talking about a friend of mine who like basically was talking about the research segment i about how like how why would they design something for some. Well, to bring back Kurt Angle when they're just gonna have Roman Reigns when, like, it's not confirmed at all that Kurt Angle coming back. Like, it's not confirmed at all. And but there's an expectation that that oh Kurt Angle is gonna inevitably come back, you know, based off of rumors or dirt sheets or, or whatever. Like, they wrestling wrestling fans I think build up a certain expectation about themselves, and sometimes it doesn't live up to it because sometimes things don't happen that way, you know what I mean? Uh, we've seen it even more recently on the, uh, the post, Mania Raw, where it's like, it's reached the point where you expect people to appear, so when they don't appear, you feel like upset and disappointed. But like, maybe they weren't supposed to appear, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, maybe there's a bigger story people are trying to tell. Like, I, I don't know, I think, I, I've seen it happen more often nowadays, uh, especially.
0: I think we see that a lot. Um, I, I've seen this in comments to our own videos. Uh, in particular, Mike, the, the video with Finn Balor uh, talking, see you Monday, you know, uh, and, 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 and the videos we posted and everything. And they're like, well, where's he at? I was like, well, obviously he was messing with you guys, you know, and, and now here he is, right? Um, you know, people are like, well, where, 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 where's he at? What's going on? And it's like, well, well wait, you'll, you'll see. Check it out Monday. You know, you don't need to be the one that knows now. Be there, be surprised. You know when he comes up. It's okay to wait. You know, but I, yeah. I, I like. I don't know if it's impatience. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, do you get mad when when they don't they don't take out the the big bad guy in a season of I don't know the Flash before the season finale. Like, are you like? Well, they should have taken them out long ago. You know, I mean, are you are you are you booking the TV show as you're watching it as well? You know, as as we seem oh, to I do. Oh, I absolutely do. <laughs> well, I,
2: of course, well, I think, Mike I is think, the guy <laughs> that does that. I, I think that's slightly different because obviously people can fantasy book however they want to book. But like, take for example, I think the most recent example of this is like Bailey. Like when the postmania thing happened, they're like, "Well, Bailey dropped about. That means she's definitely debuting on Raw on Monday." And then she didn't debut on Raw, and was like, wait, where's Bayley?
0: Right. This right. isn't
2: cool. Where's Bailey? And then it happened again during the draft. Like, well, Bailey's going to get drafted. Bayley's got to get drafted. And then she didn't get drafted, and people were like, well, this sucks. <laughs> and it's like – but then she came back out on Battleground, and it was a cool moment. So just part of me wanted to be like, just wait. Mm-hmm. They haven't forgotten about her. She's clearly important to them. They – are doing what they feel is best right now. Just let it play out. Like, not everything has to be, you know, you know, immediate. Like, not everything has to, you know... If they brought up all the people you loved on that post-mania Raw, then
1: what would happen? But Those guys would get lost in the shuffle, and NXT would, you know, be in a the drought. There's also, like, like... I think there's also a kayfabe reason for it. Because especially with the... Like, post-mania Raw... Anything can happen, and that's a precedent WWE has set themselves. So they've kind of shot themselves in the foot with that.
0: Sure. I, I also yeah. blame the New York Post WrestleMania Man- Twenty Nine crowd for um, atmosphere.
1: I apologize. <laughs>
0: yeah, Mike. Yeah, I
1: apologize on behalf of the entire crowd. Sorg, it's my fault. It was my thirtieth birthday. They were trying to do something special.
0: For I me. also apologize for the Royal Rumble Pittsburgh crowd. Uh, sorry, Batista. Yes.
1: Um, at least you didn't win a slammy for it.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we should have for shittiest crowd of 2000, whatever.
1: Yeah, seriously. Uh, but anyway, as far as the draft goes, I think the Bailey discussion could have been avoided completely. If they just said that the NXT champion, the number one contender for the NXT championship, the NXT women's champion, the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship, and the NXT Tag Team Champions are not eligible for the draft. Because mm-hmm. if you say that, no one's expecting Samojo. Right. No one's expecting Dr. So saying No one's expecting Bailey, No one's so, expecting Asuka. No one's expecting the revival. If you don't say that, it makes Shane, Stephanie, Daniel Bryan, and Mick Foley all look like idiots.
0: So you're saying that WWE is the one – well, at least in this case, improperly setting expectations for its audience.
1: Yes. Because I, I I'm sorry, because who's one of, who were the first people we picked in our draft? Mm. Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Bailey, Asuka. Like, they were all in our first round.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They were all in our first round because guess what? They're the best in NXT. Mm. They're the champions or the people who just lost the champions or Championship or who are going for the championship. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't acknowledge that as kayfabe general managers of Raw and SmackDown, you're being idiots. I think.
2: I also think like it's it's kind of I think to what like when we had that post we did the post Mania Mayhem show and Katie was on and she talked about how you know it feels like they're pandering almost in a way like and it's that point in a way in WWE where it's like here's all the people you love. You know, and we see that on the main roster and on NXT, we're going to bring up this guy, this guy, and, and this guy you like, and this guy you like. Like, it gets to a point where it's like, you do that enough? The crowd's going to expect it. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't feel as special anymore.
0: It's like a, like, hey, they've done that
2: to such a degree. Like with NXT guys, with independent guys, with guys like that, like, you know, like we're gonna give you all this stuff. Like,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Wait, if you do that enough, the crowd's gonna expect it. There,
0: okay, okay. Mention, K- they
1: K- did it so much. Sorry, sorry.
0: There, the, well, it's kind of like this. This thing happened in tech a bit. Uh, Google has a thing where they have a uh, developers thing, and it seemed like they played Oprah every year. Where it's like, well, we're gonna find out what the Google Glass is under our seats, or the uh, new fo- the new phone that we're trying out, or this, or the other thing, right? And and, and to the point where it got too big. Because everybody expected it. So when it
2: doesn't happen, people are like, so now what the it hell? doesn't happen. And
0: people are like, what the, what's going on with Google? Didn't give me free stuff, you know? So you're saying that, so they're pandering into that, which is funny since how many years ago we're saying they're not creating new guys. Now it's like, holy crap, all these new guys, you know? The, 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 the guy that I, I, I um, our, our good friend from fishing without bait, we took him to, to Raw, because he hadn't been to a wrestling show in, in years. And literally the only person he knew was John Cena. And he was happy to see him in that dark match. By the way, to go back to an earlier conversation, um, but, um, but 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 <laughs> but again, you know, I, so you're saying that that they're building that bit up as well, Jake. I want to talk to you for a minute on this because, of course, you work amongst you know, of course, IWC, uh, AIW, and AIWS. The guys have been fantastically talking about on their on their podcast the card the card. Now I forget I said it right earlier. The card is, the card going, is going to change, to change. Uh, that you can check out on iTunes. Um, they seem to have like they, like they get they get the feedback when when people are expecting big crazy things and their people always deliver big crazy things it seems right um do you 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 have to hear that feedback in in that kind of environment around that right
3: yeah um aiw the past 2 years has really taken off um because i that's been my home since 2010 mm-hmm. that was the second place i started um And John and Chris have done a lot for me um, and helped me out uh, as well as Pedro. But I hear nothing but positive feedback about it. Um, After every show, everybody leaves happy. Um, And like John and Chris said on the podcast, um, you know, if, if they make enough money to fill the envelopes at the end of the night, that's, you know, that's a positive night. And, you know, they're two of the best promoters to work for. Uh, the Cleveland crowd is amazing, and just seeing how it's grown from the first show I did, which was in Sandusky, um, there was maybe 15 people in the crowd, to now, you know, every show shows a sellout.
0: Mm-hmm. But again, but they're still, you know, talking about yeah, some people aren't happy about X or the doors open later or something like that. But again, that's like a small scale. Like they see that. You know, whereas we see the 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 broader kind of reaction to that, and I think that's maybe happening at scale with WWE as well. Uh, when when we're just like, man, everybody's everybody's hating this thing because they're the ones that are gonna get out and tweet and be in my timeline, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, but yeah, it it is kind of tough when when you're watching a show like I, I do enjoy, and, and and I think I think um I can prescribe some things, and and you guys may have noticed that I'm maybe not in the Google Hangouts quite as often anymore, right? Um, because sometimes I like to just sit back and take in a show as it was meant to be delivered to me, uh, especially pay-per-views or, or sp- uh special events—they're called now or whatever. Like fantastically enjoyed Battleground, for instance, mm-hmm. um, which I think a lot of us did. I, I think that's across the board. I, I didn't hear a lot of a lot of negativity around that show, but um, so I, I think I think like you know as much as I like to inter- interact on that on Twitter and everything um, like turn that off a little bit, maybe not be as involved. Watch Raw by yourself for, for a change if you usually watch it with other people. Cause I think that, that, that also that general, um, that general feel in the room, you know, affects how you feel about a show. I have more yeah. fun when I watch WrestleMania in a room full of, you know, you guys, you know, whether it be at Carl's house or my place or or that one time at the, the Art Institute dorm rooms with, with, with Chad and, and LB and all the guys. Um, you know, versus one time I had somebody over and they just bitched about Undertaker the entire time. You know, it was the worst night watching wrestling of my life, you know, <laughs> and I never invited I, them I over again.
2: Almost, I had that to a degree last night during Raw. I didn't watch Raw live, but I was following stuff on Twitter and I saw him like... I, a group of people in my timeline being like really two squash matches it's like oh my god like this is doing something different and the matches i watched back are good like, meanwhile, meanwhile all the rest of us like they had two squash matches this is amazing you know yeah, like, I, <laughs> like guess what, guys? Like if that wasn't it, it, fine. If you wanted to put actual people that are on the roster in those positions, Cesaro would be the one getting squashed. Well, what yes, are we, you guys are and squashed. what are we, What was the discussion?
0: Like, what was the discussion last night about how Sami Zayn was not entirely in much of a position except to be put under by Seth, put Seth over, right? It's like, yeah, or we could have had Seth squash some local. You know what do you want? You know you right, want a good exactly. match. You want a good match, even though you know the outcome. You know you enjoyed the match in the meantime. Right? Versus just um, the guy that the guy that did the math before Braun Strowman was amazing. <laughs> hey, sword! That guy made a
1: solid grand. Yes, right. Yes, that guy made a cool G. Yes, he got ten Benjamins, and you know he he could have he could have. By the Sork. way,
0: I don't think I don't think the jobber uh, I don't think the jobber rate is anywhere near a thousand dollars. Last I checked, and I well, I think, I th- it, I think uh, it has to be now since he said it on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's on TV. It, hey, 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 you know what? they are giving you a live mic on Raw. You set your price. <laughs> you set your goddamn
0: price. You get to that pay window. This guy, this guy, literally went into business for himself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were saying last yeah, night the yeah. hangout. It
1: would have been funnier if they if they interviewed the female jobber and she said. Well, I don't know what he was talking about. I get paid twelve hundred just for being here. <laughs> like have Stephanie be progressive and give women's jobs. <laughs> that'd be, that'd, more be than male job that'd be a wonderful statement.
0: That'd be that'd be a fantastic <laughs> statement.
1: Um, would <laughs> it would it It's so easy too. It's such a simple thing because Stephanie's technically running that show. It would have been really great.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep, she makes the business decisions. All right, They
1: can still do it next week. They can still do it next week because I'm sure Naya's going to have another squash. Yes.
0: Is that, this is a completely off this topic, but I just want to get your general thoughts because I feel like the way they're presenting it. Is the Cruiserweight division just going to be random people from the tournament? Probably uh, so. Do we do, like it's gonna be like let's feature some random new guys that have been doing great over here. Like that's really what WCW did. In do. fairness, that that's kind of what the like
2: the beginning of the WCW cruiserweight. Yeah,
0: the yeah. Hey, here's random like, guy. Here's from this guy from Mexico. But, but then you need, but then you need, you need the the Mike Toney of that. It, 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 so who's the Mike Toney? You know, uh, he's on, he's on SmackDown. Yeah, I'm I gonna say both the potential Mike Tones are on SmackDown right now.
1: Yes. Well, I think Corey Graves could do it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Graves could, that true. but
1: it, it seems weird when you have your SmackDown general manager and your SmackDown lead commentary <laughs> talking about the cruiserweight <laughs> classic. That is yet weird. The cruiserweight division's going to raw. That
0: is weird. Sure. That, 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 that
1: that that's that's odd. Um, and you which, know what? I would cut SmackDown a lot more slack if I knew they had a cruiserweight division coming there. I feel but like, as of right now, SmackDown is just struggling. I, I,
0: I do feel like it's the place where they should do that, but. I d I don't know
2: I, I, I think the reason they're doing it on Raw, I, I feel at least is because they have one
0: more hour. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they have all the
0: belts. But 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 they
1: if belts. they have one more hour, then you didn't need to do the okay, we get two, you get three thing. Because yeah. after the Cruiseway right. Classic, they're gonna get a whole influx of people. And well, I mind. hope I hope that all the people they sign from the Cruise Cruiseway Classic don't just automatically go to Raw. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would love to see Cedric Alexander on SmackDown. Oh. Keep in mind,
2: uh, which I didn't realize about this until I started looking at stuff on the network, um, main event superstars is still a thing. Yep. Yeah. And they're still doing matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dully, so, so, like, Dully boys so, like, are you big. You wonder where the Ascension's been. Yeah, yeah. They're on the, SmackDown, but they're hey still man, on hey main man. event. And the Dully no boys. No one wonders
1: where the Ascension's been.
2: Uh,
1: we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe at Ascension Quotes. Maybe that's the only person who's wondered for
0: the Ascension Quotes. At Ascension Quotes, <laughs> Matt Carlin's. Those are the people looking. Guys, it is time for that uh, question to end the week. The most important question of all. What did you work? What did you learn? That I can't say. What did you learn from wrestling this week?
2: Uh, I learned from wrestling this week that I have missed. Really, uh, intelligently executed dick jokes in
0: wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like that opening segment on
2: Raw,
1: and it was all dick jokes and and but it was great. Not to mention the New Day segment was dick jokes too. Yeah, totally. I think they were just listening to our banana puns last week, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we can do that too."
0: They're listening, <laughs> Mike. What'd you learn?
1: Orange, you glad I didn't say banana? Oh, um, I. Kinda hate
0: you right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned that Shelton Benjamin's new catchphrase is "ain't no in me, nah."
0: Oh
1: yeah, no Because he was no supposed showin'. to be on SmackDown. They advertised him. He never showed up. Did they say next week or like? The I go swore they said next week. There are a lot of people on that Talking Smack show tweeting, where's Shelton?" Oh. there are weird. a lot of people tweeting it. So even if they didn't say next week, they sure gave the impression it was next week. But yeah. yeah. Um, Sorg, how about you? What you learn this week?
0: Sorry, I was putting out a fire. Uh, <laughs> actually, let's go to Jake Burke. Jake, what did you learn this week in wrestling?
3: What did I learn this week in wrestling? Um, I learned that... Last weekend was the last weekend I had off for the entire month of August. Uh, so it was really nice to um, visit my, my lady who lives two hours away from me, um, spend a weekend with her. But I learned uh, that this upcoming week I have AIW In Cleveland, Ohio, it is Girls' Night Out, which is an all-female wrestling show. Nice. Um, I believe it's Girls' Night Out, Volume 18. So there's been 18 of these all-women's wrestling shows. Um, The main event is for the Absolute Women's title, which is held by Heidi Lovelace against Crazy Mary Dobson. Um, Also appearing on the show is Nicole Savoy, Luke Fisto, Britt Baker, who was recently seen on Monday Night Raw against Nia Jax. Uh, Ray Lynn, both from IDBC. Who else is on the show? I'm looking at their Twitter right now. Um, Let's see they just tweeted out the flyer. Uh, Shayna Baszler from UFC is taking on Antisocial. Ray Lynn and Marty Bell against Angel Dust and Brittany Blake. Um, Veda Scott's also on the show, um, vanity versus MJ Jenkins. And, uh, that looks to be it. So got that coming up this Friday should be a pretty good show, but that's what I learned in wrestling that at off weekend is very nice.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, wheels learned in the chat room he says 360 entrances rock he's talking about the video we did with the renegade wrestling alliances uh past weekend over on their facebook page it was it was kind of fun to, to, to see that uh kind of up close and personal a lot of people don't like literally if you were that close i think you would have gotten hit in the face because i know one of the wild west like swung their arms out over the camera uh where i had a position so and i'm hoping uh, uh we can experiment with that uh some more here at some upcoming uh wrestling shows maybe we'll get an up close uh, I'm personal with uh, Jake Clemens there at IWC, perhaps. Uh, Jake, can we strap a GoPro to your head for a match? Maybe. I uh? was just
3: going to say, let's do the Billy Silverman WCW, ref, <laughs> you
0: know,
3: like right here.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, no, uh, who did that? I think
0: Impact Wrestling. TNA did, TNA did that.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was it with? It was probably with like.
1: I think like, it was with um. Who's the, the
3: Bald headed dude that wore the. Yeah,
1: Slick Johnson. Slick <sighs> Johnson.
3: God wrestling's weird.
1: Slick Johnson's the worst. He he refereed <laughs> in shorts. He did. He I actually did. just what did a uh,
3: move. I refereed in shorts for the first time ever at Warp Tour, which I feel like is acceptable. To yeah, it, it, you're at order. the
1: Warp Tour. That's acceptable. That's yeah, it, I, I feel like if you're not refing in shorts, you're not representing the Warp Tour.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other ref refs in a cutoff shirt and like. I just felt like such a slob because like my shirt was hanging out and I had shorts on and I was just wearing tennis shoes. And, I, and then I realized I'm like, these people don't care. I was like,
1: going to say, was Gorilla Radio playing during the whole match? Because I feel like it should have. No, been.
3: the one that we did it <laughs> like 2:40, and every, you know, everybody had bands. They wanted to see my, mine was yellow card because it was yellow cards last time ever touring. And I wanted to sing ocean Avenue. Like, I was like, okay, so I have to see Yellow Card. Um, our one show just so happened to be during when Good Charlotte played. <laughs> Ooh. So Ooh. I'm in the ring and I hear Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. And I'm just like, I, like, they're literally probably like maybe 50 feet from us. And like we were just sitting there and I'm like, oh, I was like, I should be over there right now, hanging out instead. I'm roughing a mat, and I got lost for a second. I was like, "Oh wait, where are we at?" All right,
0: you know, it's quite an upgrade. So I remember uh, Warp Tour like years ago here Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh when they had like the 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 goofy Lucha Libre where they threw tortillas at the ring. Like they gave us tortillas to throw at the wrestlers in the ring. Uh, (laughs) uh, So so an upgrade to AIW wrestling at the Warp Tour is, is 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 seems like it's kind of a nice up 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 step. So,
3: yeah, it was really cool because like, I actually, um, it's at a place called Blossom, which is a music center and I live 10 minutes from Blossom. So I was able to sleep in that day, you know, get a little sleep, um, wake up. We had a little trouble getting in because, um, they didn't leave, uh, names at the venue, like at the door or whatever. So I had to explain to them, like, I'm with the wrestling show and the lady's like, how do you know? And I unzip my bag. I was just like, why do I, have, why would I have ref stuff with me if I'm not with them? Like, you know. And um, but that was kind of that was like the only pain. But once we got in, it was awesome. We all got sunburnt really bad. Um, got to see bands that we all liked. So, it's we did it in 2011, I think, in Indianapolis, and then in Cleveland. Um, and it was just as fun. So it's a it's awesome. I want to do it every year. <laughs>
0: Awesome, awesome. I learned that uh, even though I haven't been at an indie show, uh, well, one that we're working for several, several months, first match in, I get J-Rock yelling at me. Okay. (laughs) So uh, it was fun uh, to be back there uh, uh, hanging out as well uh, and and doing some fun stuff with the camera since we're kind of doing a new configuration for our production for the local promotions. You can check those out, IndieWrestling.us. Of course, the IWC that Jay Clemens pops up at. And the regular wrestling alliance. Jake Ple- Jake Clemens at Clemens Jake because I, I, I'm dyslexic to begin with so that doesn't help me. Uh-
3: <laughs> no, because I'm actually mad about that because the actual Jake Clemens on Twitter I believe is uh, the saxophonist for the Bruce Springsteen band or something. <laughs> and I'm just like Dude, like, he's got an afro, and, like, I don't know, that's his thing, and, like, it's cool and everything. I'm actually looking him up now, because this is, uh, he's ridiculous. Yeah, his Twitter picture is just, like, a silhouette of, like, an afro, some shades, like a crappy soul patch. Oh, <laughs> man. He's got 45,000 followers, which is a lot more than me.
1: He <laughs> did take him. All right, get, Mayhem get Nation, your new goal. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take Clements up to forty five thousand followers to
2: show. Yeah. It to there
3: work. you go. Cool. There you go. Give him that blue checkmark. Yeah, be like some people and buy my followers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, hey, I missed. I'm sorry, I missed uh, Bobby FJ Town. He learned that Eva Marie can have a five star match on SmackDown without even trying. There you go. <laughs> she
2: was honestly really like like the selling of that was like really well done. <laughs> like it took it took like some kind of like execution level to be like
0: oh to
2: sell that you women's wrestling alive
0: and well on Smackdown live Tuesdays Uh, uh, guys uh, oh yeah uh, Eamon he's uh, I was doing outros that's right Inspire Pro Wrestling he's the voice of that down there in the Texas area basically uh, uh, just travels throughout Texas sometimes he's in San San Antonio sometimes in Corpus Christi I um, hear uh, might be visiting Dallas very soon I uh, but uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling happens out in Austin, Texas check them out if you're down there or uh, go go get them on in Smart Mark Video yes
2: indeed our next event is on August 14th which is uh, a little less than two weeks away Lucha Underground star Matt Cross will be there as well as uh, Cruiserweight Classic uh, competitor Limited Dorado. So Be sure to check information for that on InspireProWrestling.com
0: didn't my, you didn't answer my Lucha Underground question I had for you last week. I didn't know about that. I want to know who that guy is. I want to know who the guy is, but I didn't want to spoil wanted, it.
2: Was. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yes, I actually listened to Midweek War this week. And also, Mad Mike, Poughkeepsie, New York, represent...
1: That, that, that's me, sorry. I, I'm so glad I know exactly how long my Lucha Underground hangover is going to be. <laughs> Nice. I know exactly how long it's going to be. Like I'm, I'm already going through slight withdrawals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but luckily, Sorg, um, I have a remedy. I was given some of Vampiro's medication. Oh no! And well, I know exactly what I'm going to take it with.
0: That's a cup. I see a cup. <laughs> oh, there's a lucha <laughs> cup. He's got a lucha cup. He's got a lucha. Cup. I have a lucha cup. There you go. There you yes. go. Yep. Yep, proof that the Mayhem show can be bought. Um, yes, I th- I absolutely. Thought, Please I thought, buy us. I thought you were going to tell me to eat a bat- <laughs> bag of dicks, because I thought it was that medication. Um,
1: uh, that is a different... That is Those are for different symptoms, Sorg.
0: That's when you have a different medication and you listen to the Dark Lotus album about 15 times straight.
1: This is true. Yes.
0: I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitter's... WrestlingMayhemShow.com, com. Join us live every Tuesday after SmackDown Live. Live, 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 live. Podcast day, live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, everybody. joining us in the chat room. Uh, Brian Crawford from uh, the Rivers Edge, riversedgepgh.com. Join us. We got a couple shows over there. Uh, so give him a shout out. Check out some uh, great original music 24 hours a day. Bobby, you Down Wheels, of course, of the RWA. And uh, everybody else has popped in throughout the night. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Mayhem out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. You guys are cool.